Shalom, 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 shalom. Shalom afternoon, people of God. Shalom afternoon, church. Please, I believe you are all doing well. I believe you are all doing well. Wow. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. I thank God for your lives. By the special grace of God, myself and my family, we are doing well. The Lord bless you and empower all of you in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm very excited this wonderful afternoon because I know that the Lord has given me this wonderful opportunity to meet wonderful people like you hallelujah and we give god praise we give god all the glory even for his mercies even upon our lives in the mighty name of the lord jesus i want to welcome all of you to this afternoon session of our lunch prayer fire experience i believe strongly that in moments like this the Lord himself has set angels 
and he has purposed mighty deeds even to bring to pass that which he prepared from the foundations of the world. And I want all of you to know that you are not here by mistake. There is a strong and a glorious purpose for your presence here. And I believe that the God that I serve, the God that called me and the God that established this altar through my hands, he will be good and gracious unto you in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. I've missed you all um, for some time now. Um, we have not been, um, you know, our meeting days and times have been changing a bit. And um, I, was, I was handling a lot of things, but by the special grace of God, everything is settled. Hallelujah. And if you, if you listen to the way I'm, I'm speaking the English this afternoon, you can actually sense that I drank some water from the U.S. this dawn. Hallelujah. And we give God praise for that. Amen. Definitely, it will not be exactly like this, but at least you can just sense some slangs in my, in my, you know, yeah. Even the, you know, I just said it's a sign. Yeah, also it is coming. It's coming. God bless you. <laughs> it's coming. Hallelujah. Back a crowd, we said me didn't cry with you. I meant to Amen. I know some of you will insult me. Your mother's tongue, you are leaving it, you are going to speak another man's tongue. My baby was here, I won't tell you that, and so I'm a preacher. You see? Me, I'm a preacher, Panzu, and so I won't tell you. Why are you here, Santini? I won't teach you now, make him. You know, when you go to Kumasa, some of the men of God in Kumasi, they hate some of, some of the pastors who, you know, preach in English language. Do you know the, one of the reasons why they hate us? It is because it looks like anytime they are tagging somebody to be a false prophet, it looks like they only tag those who use chi. <laughs> I don't know if you are getting my point. Hardly will you see somebody mentioning some, some of these apostles who preach with English as for, for meanwhile, some of these ones too are false. <laughs> That's one of the reasons why some of the prophets in, in Kumasi you know, they get angry. Sometimes they will say things like, Yeah, we were sent to me, we teach you, so they brought for me preach. I don't know what you're saying, sir. Hallelujah. <laughs> but then it's normal, you know. It's everywhere. I can use typical chi by the special grace of God to, to teach, to preach, to prophesy. In fact, that one goes more smoothly than English. Because sometimes the English, I will, I will lock myself at a point. But then, 
it's all good because we have a lot of people here, you know, who do not understand chi. Are you getting it? And since the time we started using English, you know, as the language for lines, prayer, fire, and things, nobody has complained. So why are you complaining in your house today? Why? Like the, by, by the special grace of God, how God opened the door for us to go to UAE. And you want to go and speak tree there. Huh? Hey, Rofu Kakra, at least, Namiya Aduma, you start to know Kakra and Kakra, Eba. Amen. That was just by the way. Hallelujah. <laughs> Somebody said the family. The family. Aha. You see, myself and my. See, I won't say myself. Say myself and my family. We are doing well. That one. That one should let you know there is grace on this altar. My God. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> All right, all right. God bless you. God bless you. And keep all of you strong in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. This is our week of spiritual empowerment. And this afternoon we are going to pray. And the only prayer is that God should empower us. And God is going to empower us in various aspects of our lives. Are you following? But there is one aspect that I would, you know, stay glued to that point today so that we because you see one of the reasons that will let an unbeliever look at a believer and say because of you i won't even go to church again it's not the lack of spiritual gift are you getting my point that somebody an unbeliever sees you that you are not prophesying you say because you are not prophesying i won't go to church no because the prophetic is a gift and it's not everybody that will flow in it. But there are certain foundational things that are manifesting in our lives that an unbeliever can look at you from afar and say, because of what you have done, you call yourself a Christian. I won't even go to the church that you are talking about again. Now you see, the moment that statement is made, something wrong has happened. Are you are you are you following? Now you see, people of God, you need the empowerment of the Spirit of God. Else, forget about everything godly. I'm telling you, you would need an empowerment from the Spirit of God. That is why the word of the Lord said in the book of Romans chapter 8 verse 11. The Bible said, if the spirit of him that raised Jesus from the dead dwelleth in you, then he shall quicken your mortal bodies. He that raised Jesus from the dead shall quicken your mortal bodies by the same spirit that dwelleth in you. And, and the word quicken there means to give life. To give life 
to your mortal bodies. I want to say something for all of us to understand this afternoon. Now you see, the very day man ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, according to the word of God, we fell short of the glory of God. We fell short of the glory of God. Now, with the teaching that I made um, on the chemistry of God, I made us to understand that our bodies were not originally mortal bodies. Are you getting my point? The body that you have right now, that you love it, hmm? that you can look in the mirror for three hours and paint your face with foundation, with lentil, with roofing sheet, with all manner of ceiling, and you call it makeup. That beautiful body, you don't even want one mosquito to stand on your skin, at least to enjoy some, you know, some snacks in your blood for just a second. That body you love so much, especially the fair ladies. When they look at themselves in the mirror, all of a sudden, we the, the dark ones, they see us to be to be like a certain zoom lion guy that the baller has just poured upon. We are looking at them stupefied. Hey! Why? Because they have beautiful skin. Now you see, if your skin is beautiful, I am not coming after you. But I'm just trying to let you understand one thing. Whether you are white, black, or red, according to the word of God, this body we have is a mortal body. Are you listening to me? This is the reason why, you see, they painted this thing in the minds of most of the blacks. So many of them started using pomade to make themselves look like the white person. So you look at some of our mothers, some of our grandmothers who started using these pomades. Now when you look at them and you look at their skin, <laughs> that's why some of them, they even wear gloves. They can't bring their hands out because if you look at the back of their hands, it looks like roasted ripe plantain. Hey! Some parts are black, some parts are, you see, there's a difference between black and dark. When you meet those people, you will know they are called Nensorben. Let me voice it out. Oh, let me voice it out. Right now, young ladies don't like the way they were brought forth from their mother's womb again. They don't like the DNA structure that has made their buttocks fear like that. They want to change it and look. You see, they want their buttocks to be big. Recently, I was watching a certain short video on YouTube and, and an advert popped up. And the advert that popped up was about a certain doctor. They call him Dr. Bat. And I said, Bat. Is it the titty bat? 
the bag that you use for table tennis or what? It was later I realized that. <laughs> hey! Because since my childhood, the only bat I know is TT bat or combat. Or maybe the bat, the animal that, you know. So I, I, was, I was just listening to the advert and I realized that this man gives the women the, the shape of botox they want. And I said, Christ Jesus, our Lord. That was the day I got to know that bat means something different. So whenever somebody says bat, it is ambiguous. We need to probe further to know the kind of bat the person is talking about. Listen, I'm saying all these things to let you understand one thing. Now, if you get offended by what I'm saying, we need to pray for you. Are you getting my point? If you get offended, we will not leave you. We will pray for you. I'm telling we will pray for you. Because there shouldn't be any offense in what I'm saying. But when people understood and got to know that, let me end, because if I go I go further, the things I will see, I will still see by the special grace of God. The Lord is giving me utterance. <laughs> People of God. Now you see, I'm trying to let you have this understanding. The Bible calls this body a mortal body. And the word mortal means anything that can die. And it's whenever the word can is used, it is talking of an ability, a certain force, a certain energy. That means that inside this, your body is a certain energy called death. That is why even when your heart and your mind do not want to die, the energy inside you called death can, can, can kill you. Are you getting my point? That is why Paul said, Oh wretched man that I am. You see, Paul made a certain beautiful statement. He said, the good things I want to do, I cannot do. He wants to. It is something that is in the heart of Paul. I want to do that which is good. I am always thinking about doing good. But I can't do the good things. But the things I don't want to do, they are the very things I keep doing. And he said, Oh wretched man that I am, who will save me from this body of death? Now you see, Paul is trying to let us understand that it is because of death in his body. That is why he cannot do the good he wants to do. I don't know if somebody is listening to me. In the book of Romans chapter 7. Romans chapter 7, 
verse 19 to 24. Romans chapter 7, verse 19 to 24. Paul said, For the good, let me read it for from the NLT version. Romans chapter 7. Verse 19 to 24. Paul said, I want to do what is good. But I don't. I don't want to do what is wrong. But I do it anyway. But if I do what I don't want to do, I am not really the one doing wrong. <laughs> hey. It is sin living in me that does it. See, Paul is trying to say that there is something in him that is preventing him from doing good. Even if he doesn't want to do it, that thing that is in him will push him to do it. So he's trying to say it is the thing that is at work in him that is doing all these things. Then he said, I have discovered this principle of life. That when I want to do what is right, I inevitably do what is wrong. I've discovered this. Anytime I want to do the right thing, all of a sudden, I just don't know what happens. He said, I inevitably, just I keep doing that which is wrong. Verse 22, he said, I love God's law with all my heart. Oh, oh. I I love it with all my heart. Verse 23. But there is another power within me. Oh. That is at war with my mind. This power makes me a slave to the sin that is still within me. There is a certain power within Paul's body. Can you all hear me, please? Is it clear now? Good. Listen to what Paul is saying. Verse 21, he said, I have discovered this principle of life. Now, you see, as a child of God, you should never forget this. It is a principle in this life. And I know most of us in one way or the other have experienced this. Sometimes you know that this thing is wrong. You know it is wrong. But it looks like you cannot stop doing it. You know. You know. And any time you do it, you now come to yourself, what have I done? What have I done? Oh Lord, have mercy on me. And you see, you cry as if you will never do it again. But the next day, eh, the same person that was in church, some of them can even make me, God, if I do this again, kill me and my entire generation. Hey, you are not serious. Your mother is in the house. You want to add your mother to your sinful.
And I know some of you have, have prayed this prayer in one way or the other. Say, Lord, if I do this again, kill me and my entire family. Are you serious? If you want to die, die alone. Are you, are you following? Now you see, we shouldn't cover these things as believers. This is where pretense comes from. You see, if we don't face these things, many of us will be walking about with a lot of contentions in our minds. So Paul said there is a certain power at work in him that is waging war with his mind. He said, verse 21, I have discovered this principle of life. This is a principle of life. And what is that? That when I want to do what is right, I inevitably do what is wrong. Whenever I want to do the right thing, somewhere, somehow, I keep doing the wrong. And I don't know what is forcing me. Now, Paul came to verse 22 and he said, I love God's law with all my heart. I love it. I love God's law. And I would want to walk according to the law of God. Verse 23 he said, But there is another power within me that is at war with my mind. There is another power within me that is at war with my mind. This power makes me a slave mm, to the sin that is still within me. People of God. Today, God will deliver somebody from sinful slavery in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. I'm telling you, if it is an addiction, get ready. It will break from your life forever. You see, we have all been in places where sin wanted to destroy us. But God empowered us by his spirit. It takes only the spirit of God to deliver men from the works of the flesh. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. And this afternoon, I want us to pray. Hey, come from the very depth of your heart. Don't cover things. Are you listening to me? You see, sometimes people go through a whole lot of addictions uh, to a point where they make it part of their lives. That's the most dangerous thing. And you see, when the, when the enemy wants to destroy the life of a man, this is how he does it. He knows that there is something at work on the inside of you. It is a certain power. And that power is called death. That is the reason why you can't just say me, I will not die, without any life backing you up. Because your body, Nankasama, is already a body of death. There is a power at work in it that is making sure that you die. Are you getting my point? So anytime somebody says me, I don't want to die, it is either you meet a certain spirit that has the ability to give you life, else forget it. No matter the matter, 
you will die. When you don't want, when the time comes, the, we used to say something way back, that the bone of an egg can choke you for you to die. The bone of an egg. Now, you see how that statement is? We know that there is no bone in an egg. <laughs> but you see, that is why, that is why sometimes, eh, when according to the order of life and according to the workings in the bodies of people, whenever somebody is destined according to the order of life to die, sometimes you don't do be a wontie. Especially when it has been arranged that the person should die by accident. Don't, don't, no, don't drive the car. Don't, you will say everything. Still, the person will just go and drive the car. By the time you realize, bah, you hear bad news. So even as Antifoma, it said to me and say, you do nothing. On my statement, we say, oh, it's Hallelujah. Are you following? But there is one statement that they say that I mostly fight with them. They say things like, and I fight with them because the enquire I know can trouble you. Are you getting it? Maybe they are talking about breath, which is the one that is passing through your nostrils and everything. But then the kind of life I know is given by the Holy Ghost. That is what Romans 8, 11 is telling me. That the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, if that spirit is living in us, then he will quicken our mortal bodies. He will give life to this body of this death. That means that Whenever you have the Holy Ghost, it is just, let me say, the beginning of the walk of life. That is why the moment the Holy Ghost enters into a man, he becomes the embodiment of what we call eternal life. I don't know if somebody's getting my point. Eternal life is not dying and going to heaven. No. Eternal life is in two dimensions, as I've already explained. There is the dimension of the eternal life that is a gift. And there is a dimension of the eternal life that is a reward. The one that is the gift is encapsulated in the Holy Ghost. Are you following? So you see, take note of this. Some of you don't even know why you are Christians, you speak in tongues and still you cannot stop sinning. This is what Paul is teaching us and that's what I want you to understand. You speak in tongues. Oh. Sometimes after speaking in tongues, three hours after speaking in tongues, Joycelyn will send you a text. 
Joycelyn has never called you babe before. But right after three hours intense tongue speaking experience, Joycelyn will send you a message. Hey babe, what's up? Immediately, something will kick inside your heart. Gim. Akuza mahatitis. You know what I'm talking about now. We are all youth. We be a mabirani akokra wa. We no aba akokra kwa bo fe mu bi. We know. Don't hide anything. Let us pray for grace. Oh, the from makeup cut your nails. Holy God, Mamaji. <laughs> Amen. You see, this is the message the young girls and the young boys in church don't want to hear. And mostly it is because the evangelists are the ones who preach them. You see? So you just went, you just joined here maybe to receive a prophecy. This, this is higher than any prophecy you can ever receive. I know God is working on us. And you see, there is a week of spiritual empowerment. The Holy Ghost will empower us this week. But then today we are going to pray. The part of our lives we need empowerment is in our purity of life. Our purity of life. Don't hide, don't cover it. Are you getting my point? There is a certain kind of atmosphere that purity can give to a man. I'm telling you that you are just walking freely, you have nothing in your mind, nothing. Or baby, I'm a friend country or say, uh -huh, what you did last week, you know, last last two months, what we did, uh, what did we do? The seed you planted, it has germinated. Men don't want to hear that. Too. Especially the students. You are a student. You are planting seeds. Are you a farmer? Oh, may God have mercy. We were all here when one young guy, it was during um, priesthood time, when I picked a young guy and said, hey, something has happened between you and your girlfriend and the lady. We were all here when we saw that. The enemy nearly used that as a means to cripple his calling, if not for the grace of God. We discovered the lady was even a witch. And when, the, when God brought out the name, I mentioned it. Clearly, we prayed. And the lady that wanted to destroy the guy's life, she was the one who was admitted at the hospital. She nearly died. What punished the devil? People of God. We shouldn't forget these things. We are the chosen of God. I'm telling you. Do you know what it means for the Holy Spirit of God?
to be in you. It means God actually is on the inside of you. God, the creator of the universe. The God of the universe lives in you. Now you see, we don't just go around happying ourselves with that one. No, because God is not in you for fun. He's in you for a purpose. If you don't discover the purpose, he can be in you and still your life will be purposeless. Are you getting it? Some of us live out. The only thing we do with the Holy Ghost is that we speak in tongues with him. Look at that. So somebody, you see a young lady, when we are praying in church, she'll be the one hanging around the main speaker. Right after prayer service, she will have an issue with Beatrice. She can finish praying, but any children even in church, right after prayer. What kind of nonsense tongues did you pray? Huh? Tongue that does not change anything in you. Tongues. Ah, what is that? I know some of you don't want to hear it, but that's the only thing I can say. I'm not the one saying it. It is the Lord that is giving me utterance. So if you get angry, you are angry at the Lord, not me. Are you getting it? You know that even if you're a man of God and you are preaching against a certain life and you the same man of God you are in that life, it can even show on your face the moment you make mention of it. There will be a witness in your, in your soul. Something will click within you for you to know that. Uh, uh, Jan said, no, no. <laughs> I know what I'm saying. We have all been there before. Are you getting it? The more you make mention of the thing, and you yourself, you are into it. Even, that is when your own conscience will start condemning you. Even if Satan is asleep, your conscience will do the work. So Paul said, I love God's law. Yes, with all my heart, yes. I love it. But there is another power within me that is at war with my mind. So you see, when the whole thing is happening, it's in the mind. When the whole warfare is happening, it's in the mind. That's why some of you, you can do certain things. I, I, I didn't mean to do this. I, like, it was not an intentional thing. But you have done it. The same way sometimes you can talk without thinking. And later you realize, ah, like calibers. It is the same way you can do certain things you have not actually purposed in your heart to do. Are you following? And these things, whether they came from your heart or they came from, you see, so long as the thing has been made manifest, 
it has a way of fighting your destiny. Are you getting it? <laughs> now, in verse 24, Paul said, Oh, what a miserable person I am. Hey, Paul! No, do you know Paul? Paul, I'm man, said, Oh, what a miserable man that I am. Why was Paul calling himself a miserable man? He was calling himself a miserable man because there was a certain power that was making him slave to what he doesn't want to do. And you see, when you have become a slave to what you don't want to do, it is what you do. Because you are a slave, you are not a king to dictate whether you do it or not. You're a slave. So the thing actually teaches you and tells you what you're supposed to do. And because a power is backing it, you can't stop it. Are you getting it? He said, Oh, what a miserable man, miserable person I am. Who will free me from this life that is dominated by sin and death? So the sin that we are experiencing is being backed by a certain power called death. Now listen to what he said in verse 25. He said, thank God the answer is in Jesus Christ our Lord. Oh my God. Thank God. The answer is in Jesus Christ our Lord. So you see how it is? In my mind, I really want to obey God's law. But because of my sinful nature, I am a slave to sin. In my mind, some of you, you know, you really want to do what God, God has said you should do. You see, you want to walk in the path of righteousness. You know, you re, in your mind, you want to obey God. You want to. But because of sinful nature, I am a slave to sin. But he said, thanks be to God. The answer is in Jesus Christ. The very day a man believes in Jesus. I wish I can say something here, but many of you don't get confused by what I'm about to say. Good. Now let's analyze this carefully. Can you all hear me, please? Good. 
he said, he said, thank God. Let's look at verse 25. Thank God. The answer is in Jesus Christ, our Lord. Did you read that? The answer is in Jesus Christ, our Lord. I wish I could say something. Okay. Let me help you. Let me read from the ISV. He said, Thank God through Jesus the Messiah, our Lord, because with my mind, I myself can serve the law of God, even while with my human nature, I serve the law of sin. Look at that. The King James says, I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then, with my mind, I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh, the law of sin. I don't think you're getting the point here. So Paul is now saying that because of the Lord Jesus Christ, he can now serve the law of God with his mind. He can obey. But because of the human nature, Because of his human nature, he has become a slave to sin. So if Jesus has come, and now his mind can serve the law of God, how come he is still a slave to sin? Paul is now saying, it is because of the human nature. Good, I love this version. He said, The answer, thank God, is that Jesus Christ can and does. He acted to set things right in this life, in this life of contradictions, where I want to serve God with all my heart and mind, but I am pulled by the influence of sin to do something totally different. Mm. Now, that is what Paul is trying to say. He said, it is because of the work of Jesus Christ that he can, even though we live in a world that is full of sin, but then Paul said, because of Jesus, because of what Jesus did on the cross for you, you can now obey his law and focus and follow his rules. But you see, one thing we need to understand is that the works of Jesus is still, let me say, 
in, in the process of being coming to the place of fulfillment. Let me explain further. Some say, but man of God, the Bible says Jesus said it is finished. Good. You need to understand what was finished. Are you getting it? So that you will not come to the point like some of these people who have been deceived a bit, thinking that, you know, because Jesus has died for them, some people even fornicate, they don't even call it sin. You and they are Christians. You have 12 girlfriends in church. And when we talk about say, no, 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 Jesus has already purged me, I'm clean. I'm the most holiest thing ever. Now you see, Paul was talking about who would deliver him from this body of death. Now even we know that we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. We know that God has set us apart from the world. And the setting apart from the world is what holiness is. So we also know that we are holy according to the word of God. Are you getting it? But one thing we still need to understand is that this body that we have is called a mortal body. And the reason why it is called a mortal body is because of the death that is at work in our bodies. Until that death is changed to life, there are many things in this world that will beat us. Are you following? And the changing of this body from death to life is the work of the Holy Spirit. We all know the same way the Holy Ghost brought the dead body of Jesus back to life. It is that same way he is quickening this body of death back to life. And he has started this work by himself. Because the Holy Ghost in you is called the gift of eternal life. Are you following? So the Bible said in the book of Romans chapter 6 verse 23. For the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life. So you see, there is an eternal life that is a gift from God. It is a gift. And we all know we don't work for gifts. We just receive gifts. Are you following Now, the Bible also says something in the book of John chapter 5, verse 39. John 5, verse 39. He said, Search the scriptures, for in them you think ye have eternal life. Search the scriptures, 
For in the scriptures, you think you have eternal life. Let me read it from the ISV. He said, you examine the scriptures carefully because you suppose that in them you have eternal life. Yet they testify about me. Now, you see what Jesus was talking about here? They know that in the scriptures, they will have eternal life. And Jesus is actually saying that all the scriptures testify about me. So if what the scriptures say is about me and I'm the one you are looking for, then I am the eternal life you are actually looking for. Are are you following? Good. Now the Bible also said in the book of John chapter 17, verse 3. John 17, verse 3. The Bible said, And this is eternal life, that they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. So knowing God also is eternal life. Now you see, this one is different from the gift that you have received. I don't know if I I get to my point. There is a certain eternal life that was a gift from God. You just lifted your hands and say, I received the Lord Jesus Christ as my Savior and I confess his lordship over my life. The very day you say that, the gift of eternal life is given to you. And that gift is given to you in the form of the Holy Spirit. So the very moment the Holy Ghost enters into you, you have received the gift of eternal life. You might not even know the Jesus. You just acknowledge that you are a a sinner, and you acknowledge his lordship, and you receive that eternal life. But then the Bible said, in John 17 verse 3, and this is eternal life, that they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. So you see, there is another dimension of eternal life we experience when we know God. I don't forget my point. So the first dimension of eternal life is the gift of eternal life. And you only receive that one when you believe in the Lord Jesus. But there is a dimension of eternal life. Can you all hear me please? Now, so the Bible said, this is eternal life that they might, know the, they might know you, the only true God. So knowing God and knowing the Lord Jesus Christ is also a means of eternal life. Are you getting it? Good. 
Now, aside that, Paul was talking to his son, Timothy, and he made the statement in the book of 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 12. He said, fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life, whereunto thou art also called, and has professed a good profession before many witnesses. Now, the, the eternal life you have received in you, through your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, Paul is even telling us that we should lay hold of it. Because, because we got that gift of eternal life by faith. If your faith with us, you will lose the eternal life. I don't know if somebody is getting my point. So Paul is telling his son Timothy that for him to lay hold of the eternal life he has received, he has to fight the good fight of faith. Because the devil will fight you so that your faith in Christ will wither. And because your eternal life, which is the gift you have, is being held onto by your faith, if you lose faith, you will lose the eternal life. Are you getting my point? So the only reason for which the Holy Ghost came to dwell in you was because you believed in the Lord Jesus. If you say today that you don't believe in Jesus again, he did not come to die, he did not even resurrect, by the time you finish, gone too soon, the Holy Ghost will leave. That is why I keep telling people, the only means by which someone will lose the Holy Ghost is when he denounces Jesus Christ. That he's no more my Savior. He's no more my Lord. Once you say this, that is all. That is the main reason why when people say once saved, forever saved, there is a little problem on that side. Because you only keep your salvation by your faith in Christ. Are you getting it? You can't say you have believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, you later come and say, oh, oh, there's no Jesus, there's no Jesus. And still your pastor has told you, because you got saved once, you are saved forever. That's a lie. That's not, that's not scriptural. Are, are you following I'm just trying to let all of us understand this. That so long as you have this physical body, people of God, there are things you will do, you know you don't want to do them. But there is a way to be in this body of death, to be in this human sinful atmosphere and still walk on the path of righteousness that way is the quickening of the holy spirit the quickening the giving of life by the holy ghost this is what we call spiritual empowerment are you following spiritual empowerment that the lord will empower you to a point where when you see sin, you want to vomit. It is highly possible. Are you following? 
is highly possible. But you see, it doesn't come through five minutes prayer. It comes through intimate relationship with the Holy Ghost. Intimate relationship. The first thing, oh Lord, help me. Once you get to know that he is your helper, you see, if you can do it on your own, you wouldn't need any helper. So why did Jesus send the Holy Ghost to us as a helper? Because he knows that we can't do this alone. And I keep telling people that the only thing that the devil is really afraid of on this earth is the Holy Ghost. That is why we sing a certain song. And live in your spirit till your work on earth. Are you getting it? So God has a work to accomplish on the earth. For which reason he left the Holy Ghost here. And if those works somehow to be made manifest in our lives, then we need to partner with the Holy Ghost. Don't forget what I'm saying, people of God. We are about to pray. And I'm telling you, if there is any addiction of smoking, any addiction of masturbation, any addiction of pornography, any addiction of fornication, any addiction of strange anger, some people, when they get angry, forget. They don't care who you are. And it's something that they boast with that. Look at you. Wait. Is that one to an achievement? You should be crying by now, asking the Holy Ghost to help you. Some of you, your matter is unforgiveness. Unforgiveness. When people do something against you, it means you can recall the things out for over months. When you are just lying down, then you start reminding yourself of those sins. If that is your problem, you need to tell the Holy Ghost to help you this afternoon. Don't say, you know, we are all human beings and this. This is the reason why Paul was suffering. He said it's because of his human nature. So if you accept to be human, then that, that's your own matter. But we want to walk according to the will of God. We want to walk on the path of righteousness. But we know there are certain things in us fighting our mind. That is why we know we have the Holy Ghost. And by reason of the Holy Ghost, today our lives will change. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. We will pray for his help. He will come upon us like a blanket. He will shield us from the works of the flesh. He will deliver our souls from destruction. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Some of you, it's pride. Pride, oh. Sometimes, eh? Somebody can wrong you and you have the issue in your mind. You will, you will just be there and all of a sudden you will sense in your heart to call the person. That is when your pride will start fighting the Holy Ghost. Me, as you call who? Is she not the person that wronged me? Why is it that she is not calling? But me, I will never call. Now, you see, you think you are boss. 
<laughs> but you don't know that the devil is using that as a means to cripple your destiny. You see, when pride sets in, oh Jesus. And many people could not sustain their glorious marriages because of pride. Many people couldn't. Namia tenatania pa ukumbia namia tenu uswa urade, but nipali adi ba kubitiano. That's all. Some people cannot forgive. Meanwhile, they are Christians. And instead of them to go to the Holy Ghost for help, they are praying for gifts of the Spirit. They are praying for gifts of prophecy. You see, even when that gift comes, you, you will become a monster. It is what many people in ministry have become monsters. Who. Some people don't even care whether you have a husband. They, they are prophets. Who. They don't care whether you have a husband or not. Meet me at Hotel Plaza. Hey. So a prophet is handling a marital issue. He tells the wife of the person to meet him at this place. By the time they realize he has troubled, the, you see, the man can even forgive the woman whatever she has done. But because of what the prophet did, you know the number of men of God who have destroyed people's marriages. You know, they were the people that were supposed to help those marriages not to break. The gift is there, but there is something at work in them. They did not receive the help of the Holy Ghost to deal with these things. That is the reason why I keep telling people, whenever you find out that there is something at work in you that is not good, please, don't pray for some things. Are you getting my point? Because you see, when men begin to pray for certain things and those things are not coming, they try to take the back door. Can I give you a certain scripture? Proverbs chapter 16. Verse 32. I want it from different versions. Let it enter into your mind and your heart. And tell the Holy Ghost to help you. Proverbs chapter 16. Verse 32. The Bible said. He who is slow to anger is better and more honorable than the mighty soldier. Hmm. And he who rules and controls his own spirit is better than he who captures a city. Hey. Another version said, better to be patient than powerful. Hey, did you read that? It is better to be patient than to be powerful. <laughs> you see, everybody wants to be powerful. 
Because when a man is patient, other people will say, Oh, they will jimmy in the day. Why, Tibosan, Atiko, Massa, Massa, you see, they will try to, they will. But the Bible said, It is better to be patient than to be powerful. It is better to have self control than to conquer a city. Like Samson, you conquer the whole city, carry the gate of the city, and climb the mountain with it. As good as it is, it is not better because it is better to be patient. It is better to be slow to anger than to be mighty. Wow, this one said moderation is better than muzzle. Hey, <laughs> self control better than political power. I love this version. See, dear Nebu, tell you for no yes, no yes, sinning. Don Merima, near Nebu, tell you near a chance and a Nebu of Funu, or yet tell you your Don Berima, the mighty man. Nani Odini, whom whom saw no sinning dear or comfort crew. Near Odini, whom whom. Or yes, in here, or kufa a crony Now you see, everybody will be glorying in the fact that they've been able to take a city because they are strong. They have this. Nobody can come and say, "Hey, me, I'm very patient." Oh, me, 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 I will tap. Me, you can't boast with that because the very moment you say I'm patient, it means you are not. There was a young guy who was praying to God for patience, or parbotre. Say, oh Lord, give me patience, and I need it now. Huh? Oh God, give me patience, and I need it now. Is that what, what kind of prayer is that? <laughs> Just in the prayer, Nankasakran is not patient. <laughs> Are you getting it? That is why, you see, the very day you open your mouth and say, oh, me, I'm very humble. It's a lie. That's, that's how pride starts. <laughs> we don't voice out humility. We, we exhibit it. You yourself, you will not see it. Other people will experience it and they will tell you. But when they tell you, don't let it enter into your mind. Because the moment it does, pride will start. That's why humility is so much based on understanding and knowledge. Are you getting it? So you see, that's why I keep telling you, all these political power, these prophetic giftings, I am the only one that can heal the sick. You see, I told you the story of a certain... Um, I think Congo Congolese who was an evangelist and he was in ministry. I think he was he's from Kenya. He was in ministry with um evangelist when had bonky. At that time, evangelist when had bonky was just a preacher and a teacher. So when they go for crusades, you you come and preach, then that man will come and pray for the sick, strange miracles, healing signs and wonders. One day he was just there and he said, ah, 
Look at this. Look at the gift that God has given to me. Even when I'm not even with um, Rehad Bonki, he, he can do nothing. Now, the moment that thing sank into his heart, one time they were going for a crusade. Evangelist Rehad Bonki called him several times. He said, me, when I'm not there, Rehad Bonki is nothing. He called the man several times. He didn't pick up. So he, this, the man, Rehad Bonki, decided to go on his own and he knelt down. And he said, Holy Ghost, I depend on you. And he left for the crusade. After preaching, he said all of a sudden his eyes opened and he saw a big, a big dove hanging over the people. Then he started praying for the sick. Come and see strange miracles. People without eyeballs, without eyeballs, eyeballs appeared, creative miracles. And people started coming to the front. He was shocked. And that was the day the healing ministry of that African Kenyan man ended. Now, you see, I remember one time there was a program in the year 2015 on UCC campus and the prophetic was so massive. After ministering, one of one of the men of God called me and said, Ah, now you can prophesy like this. Ah, like when you're prophesying, you make it so like slow and simple. Like yeah, boom, shake kakra, boom, kakra. In my mind, I was like, what? Then I'll come and say so, tell somebody, sister, come. I see 28 coffins on your head. If I don't pray for you, you will die. 28 coffins. Nebus, you have Huh? And that's what some of these people do to chinchin the hands of people because you are gifted, because you're able to see somebody's name. Keke. You want to use that as a means to. What is wrong with you? Why can't we be. You see? There are some people when they're able to pick the day you were born, that it is Thursday, you are dead. Just that day, when the both date of birth accurately, every day, no month, anyway, you will pay your life. You will use your life as an Okay, you don't know. <laughs> So the man said, ah, you are prophesying mentioning these details and you are just so slow like that. Sometimes when I, those times, I used to flow, I won't even stop. <laughs> and when people want to clap, I would say, that's what the man hated. Hey, mama, 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 hey, what's your problem? That's why you see some of these, they will just mention one thing. They will sing for 15 minutes. Then they will start, hey, you see the people, ah, international prophet one. There is none like you. Nah, nobody can, your eyes are open. Oh my God. You see? I will slap you wherever you are. Keep quiet, let the Lord do his work. 
if you clap, we thank God. It's for God. Because ah, we are dear, we need be. It's not being come. Ama, yamine limi mubeka. Because it's the prophetic in some way. <laughs> Somebody can say a divine you may default. You are not serious. I beg. Don't come and kill me. I say I'm motion come near when. Huh? Say divine you may nobody should try this thing around me. I will I will bite your mouth. That mouth you are using to say the things. Somebody say, I'm one of God, upon all this grace, you are so humble. I'm sitting, come in, family, come in, and I'm going to be a crown and be with this. You see, I don't know where some of these people got the understanding from that you are gifted, so you should lift your shoulders. Oh, merciful Lord. You see, that many people, you see, God taught me some few things I will never forget. There were people we came from the very depth of our hearts to fast and pray for their situations to change. When the situations changed, no, no, fine, they won't even pick a phone to call you. And whenever you want to sit down and think about it and say, oh, this person, God will come and say, hey, my friend, move on, move on. There are other things you are supposed to focus. When that time, my dream, be saying, So you see, this we killed these kind of things in our hearts and in our minds way back. And then so a prophet said, you are, I prophesied to you. <laughs> so we prophesied, you come here, we prophesied, you don't join again. I will, I will take my prophecy back. Today I heard it and I laughed, sir. <laughs> you take your prophecy. Do you have a prophecy? <laughs> ah, everybody is with Christ. Now, when you join and we prophesy to you, you go, you don't join again. You take our prophecy back. You are not serious. Come on, let it be. Who trained them? I remember once I went to Kuforidia for a program, and in fact, the, the, the man of God had invited a lot of prophets. And you know, anytime the prophets are prophesying, and the people who are receiving the words are not sharp. In giving confirmations and things, some, you know, some of these prophets they will get angry and leave. The man has seen seen some of these things several times in his church, but then I went there ministering to people. They were talking, they were doing this, they were doing that, they do do that, but nothing moved me. I moved on with what God was telling me to do. I was smiling. Just when we were done. I went to the man and was like, no, prof, I don't get it. 
He said, I don't get where you got your gift from. Why is it that your own is very different? And I said, Major, me, to me, some of these things are if you answer. I don't have time to come in. When a prophet is prophesying, you should be quiet and let me focus on what God has called me to do. That's the most important thing. I don't know if you're getting my point. If your father and your mother did not teach you that this is say now you make noise, make the noise. I don't have that time to keep quiet. Don't you know? I don't have that time. In fact, I went to a place where somebody nearly hey. <laughs> Someone said, I know one man of God, he will, he will stop the prophecy and tell you to go home for your father and mother to continue the prophecy. I'm telling you, sometimes, you see, <laughs> because some, some people, when you are prophesying to them, the way they will be standing there looking at you, as if you are begging them to deliver the mind of God to them. It's your shell. Those times when they let me trim you for you, they will look at my height and look at my skinny nature. They will be some of the especially some of the ladies among whom I'm fan. They will be looking at you with tears when you are at their bathroom, pretending you have so her form, sir. They will be looking at me like crazy and microphone, you cross the chain and say, You were sitting. I remember, I to, I, I've said this before. I went to minister in Tema, a certain church I won't mention. And there was a man. The man was dressed in a certain chest, basa, 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 way. But when the Lord picked the man, what I was seeing was different from the physical state of the man. So I was telling the man that the Lord is going to fail. And you see, mostly when prophecy starts, when you have not launched into, there is something we call testing the waters. Whenever you start prophecy afresh, there is what we call the testing of the waters. Maybe this one day, it's only the school of the prophets who can understand. There are signals in picking the spiritual, you know, codes. That is why in the beginning of prophecies, the visions don't really flow like rampantly, like you are supposed to be getting it. Because you are now connecting. You get it. So in the book of Ezekiel, the word of the Lord spoke about the waters. Where the feet of the, the prophet stepped into the waters, it was around the ankle. He moved further, it was at the knee. He moved further, it was at the waist. He moved further, aha. Uh -huh. That's how the prophetic is. So the more you are moving, and prophesying the more you go into details so i picked this man he was the first person that god spoke to me about i just saw a light that had come upon them so i thought daddy please can i talk to you the man got up 
said, the Lord is going to make you a great man. He will bless you. And he was looking at me. She said, you would even say amen. Hey, I'm so pro max. You know, these are the people who will say, where have you been to? Have you even traveled outside the country before? Have four passports. They are all full with visas. Who are you? Hey! <laughs> hey, Yerade. So when I started, the man thought I was just using my mind to say things. That the Lord will lift you, the Lord will make you great. All of a sudden, my eyes opened. And I saw that I was carried to a room. And in the room, I saw a woman bringing out somebody's bags. Then later, I saw the woman pushed the person out and locked the door. When I saw the person that was pushed out of the room, I saw it was the man. Hmm. You know, mostly when that thing pops up like that, there's a certain jumping in our hearts. My goodness, gracious Lord. So I was speaking in a low tone from the beginning that the Lord is going to lift you. So from the beginning, I was speaking on a low tone, Daddy, the Lord is going to lift you. The Lord is going to make you great. The moment that vision came, I said, Daddy, say at the Lord. All of a sudden, my eyes have been opened. <laughs> I have been carried by the angel. You see the thing? I have entered into the clouds. clouds, I have appeared at a place. The moment I mentioned Texas, Houston, the man went back a bit. He said, I've entered into a house. When I entered into the house, I saw a woman. I mentioned the woman's name. He said, Jesus. The woman packed things and brought them out of the room. And I saw that she pushed you outside. And I saw even from that time, 11 days, you did not get any good place to, to sleep. You were sleeping at metro stations. This, this, this. I, the man knelt down. In fact, I went deep to say heavy things. And after that, the man told me, please, when we close, I want to see you. I said, okay. When we closed, I met the man. The man said, the only amount of money I came with is just $5,000. Can you take it? Whilst he was talking, the Lord said, don't take it. Five thousand dollars, twenty fifteen. Some said that did you raise your hand? That I didn't even have showdown. My hands were tiny, like. <laughs> 
Hallelujah. You see, I'm trying to say all these things to let us know this. Now you see, there is nothing in pride, only distraction. Are you following? Only distraction. It will destroy your life. Push away helpers from your destiny. People that are supposed to do you good. Pride will push all of them away. Good. Good. Say, a hand tied the or say a new. Now, Jail Hong di or sit here kind. I sit here. So, I saw Shasia, Jail Hong in the decay. So, I saw Saya a hand tied. Now some of you, especially some of our ladies, are fenty. Yes, we know It is for kingdom purpose. The gift of tongues. Oh yes. Let your jifu be abba, When you enter the we ghetto, I'm telling you all kneel down. Because some of us who were not blessed with this unfair kind of thing, we need the grace of God. So of us, we are coming, even when we are not chewing anything, our jaws will be moving as if we have been chewing some goat bones. Hey! <laughs> oh, merciful Lord. Do you know, uh, we, you are guys, especially the you boys, 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 you know, you know. Mostly when the Jehovah's Witness people come and they are boys, you don't even want to hear them. When you see a certain nice lady amongst them, ah, boys, boys, they will sit down and cross their legs. Some of them will go, hey, there's in the Bible, OBM, ATS, you call friends, hey, Charlie, Charlie Brown, you see? At least I can find you a vassal. Oh, now me a jumeni. You get it? When you even go to some churches, look at some of the ushers. The way they will say, "Oh, hello, you're welcome. Kindly go and sit here." You see, they will not use some of us. Some of us, when you tell people to sit we here and they don't sit there, aye. Your way back to Kansas will change the panic to another set and a Hana Wontana and a Mudia Bosa, O Masonako. Hey, who have seen that before? I'm telling you. I know one, one Osha guy. Almost 15 people left the church because of him. Who near Botreba Kumposi. On one who said, Oh, Banano, I am in Sana Star, beside the Achraku Nebiso. On Casa. Tiasia, Conacotinas. 
Some of the people see Obi Wan Moba. No, just sit back and a friend be a Obi two hours time. No, the bag at also. You see, some of them today will never sit in front. Kunyam has seven columns when the limbs no are cutting a tree. Trani na kunyam osha. Nyame Hong Kong Kongo ano maning control ne bufwa. They are sorry them. Hallelujah. So you see, they, they train ushers who have this kind of temper and are very cool. You saw them, there was no problem because they know that not all the people coming to the church auditorium have understanding about Christ to that extent. So they will help you. Oh, it, okay, fine, no problem. If you won't sit here, you choose any place you want to sit. I can help you. This, this, this. You see? But it's only about 5% of horses worldwide that can do that. <laughs> 5%, the rest. Some of them can mark you. So the next time you're going to say, I will last week, me want to know. Send me a channel. So who you do on a bra bra and let them pensim bra me sell and you know the Kumasi churches you see the, the lady was bla bla and let the bla me sell me sell pa ten up oh may the Lord help us I pray that. Any lifestyle that is being made manifest in us that does not reveal the glory and the character of God, may the Holy Ghost help us. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. You would need an empowerment. You see, can I say this before we pray? You would need an empowerment from the Holy Spirit. Because you see, sometimes um, you can be very cool but there are people who will provoke the anger in you. Baby, I was at the party before na shock. One be ye ye piano. I'm telling you. So some some people when they get angry, Moses first, she will not talk. If you continue with the thing, she will be breathing fast. <laughs> The third time they will be vibrating, they will be shaking. No, turn inside. This is I'm telling you. And you see, you might think that is justice, but then you have violated a certain character in Christ, which is called slow to anger. And this thing I'm talking about. We all used to have issues like that. Maybe you are not part of the all, but I was part. And one of the things about me was that, let me tell you yet dinner. <laughs> that one, I didn't really see it, but my mom told me that I have something and I want to share it with my friends. And see that. 
My mom told me that one time they finished preparing food and one of my friends who is a Muslim, I will never forget his name. His name is Daniel Sowa. You see, some of you are shocked. <laughs> I'm telling you. So quickly, I rushed to the to our room, and I, I hid the food under the bed. When I came out, Daniel, someone said, "Oh, said let's go and play. This is I want us to go and meet Jonathan. Jonathan too was one of my mates way back in class three." So we went to Jonathan's house. She said, Dear Grossan, best six hours. When I go home, I went to check under the bed, the food was not there. Said, ah, Mama, where's the oh? And then I say, You right, when we entered the room, it was even smelling. So we had to throw it. And that was not the only time it, it used to happen. Hey, so my mom told me, said me, <laughs> if I don't know how God helped me to conquer that kind of thing. Someone said, Jesus has collected you. Oh, Van Elsie. Yes, why Jimmy? Yes, why Jimmy? <laughs> you see, there are some of you listening to me. You have serious issues with unforgiveness. And let me tell you one thing. One thing that you see fuels unforgiveness is the spirit that goes into your past to bring you past memories of wrong things that people have done to you. There are certain people, no matter the good things you do for them, it is only that wrong one thing you did that they will always remember. It is a certain fault in us we need to deal with. Are you getting it? Now see, today we are working on ourselves. We are all coming to pray to the Holy Ghost to help us and receive His empowerment. Else, you, you, you would separate your faith in Christ from your lifestyle. That is very bad because the life of the just is his faith. Are you getting it? Some of you find it very difficult to forgive those who have wronged you. You see, it's a, especially some of our ladies. Very, you find it very difficult to forgive people. You see, two guys can insult each other and even fight. But sometimes after 20 minutes, you come back and they are playing together. But let this same issue happen among some two ladies. They can, they can drag their thing out for years. And when they even give birth to their children, they will tell them, hey, don't talk to this lady and her children. She's this, she's this, she's that. 
That many of you listening to me, your breakthroughs, your marital doors have been locked and have been delayed because you have something in your heart against some brethren. Many of us don't know that unforgiveness is another way that the enemy uses to hinder answers to our prayers. We don't even know. Somebody can say, I will, this night you have done, I will never forget it. I will never forget it. And I will never forgive you for what you have done. And she's a Christian. And she's happy saying that. Now, the thing is, once you have just said that, what is the Holy Ghost also seeing? What is the Holy Spirit also seeing in you at that, at that point? Whenever somebody does something wrong to you and you say you will never forget, there is a problem somewhere that we need to receive the help of the Holy Ghost to solve, people of God. There shouldn't be anything so difficult for you to forgive. I'm telling you. And don't, you see, whenever we try to say we are men, you know, it's, don't, you see, whenever you say that, it means you have already decided you will live that kind of life of unforgiveness and you have not opened your heart for help. Nobody was made pure from the mother's womb. No, purity is a work that the Holy Ghost partners with us to work. Are you, are you listening to me? You would need to partner with the Holy Spirit receive his help and give him your helplessness you you i'm telling you when my mom was telling me how i used to be stingy and when i saw my life now i said hi this is indeed the work of the holy ghost i'm telling you That some of you, everything is about yourself. Your whole life is centered on yourself. We should be careful. We should be careful. Oh Lord, help us. Help us. Help us. Help us, Holy Spirit. The deception that the enemy has placed in our minds is that your life is your own. Your life is in your hands. Life is how you make it. Do whatever makes you happy. Now, you see, when we begin to admit all these philosophies, we begin to go against the will of the Father. Are you not there sometimes when you realize that you are there and it looks like this lifestyle is wrong. You can live a better life. 
nobody is talking to you but then you can just sense this within yourself there are times you will just be there when the people you just all of a sudden somebody you say you will never talk to you will never talk to again you have even blocked the person sometimes you can even dream about these people and you don't even know why the Holy Spirit is trying to help you. Now you see, don't, there is a word in the Bible Romans chapter 12, verse 18. Let's take this last verse, then we pray. Today, I want us to come with broken hearts before the Lord. And we should ask for his help and his empowerment to walk in the right path. Romans chapter 12, verse 18. The Bible said, If it is possible, as much as it depends on you live peaceably with all men this one said do everything possible on your part to live in peace with everybody do everything possible on your part this one you should decide, oh Lord, help me. I want to live in. You see, there are people who would never want you to live in peace with them. I don't think I get in my point. That is why Paul said, if it is possible. So the chief said, say a bit to me, move from dear, sink a bit to me. I will move from there because some people there they, they don't want to work with you in peace at all. Are you getting it? At the workplace, oh, they will always go and say something to the boss for the boss to hate you. They will do everything possible to spark something in you for you to fight with them. But Paul said. If possible, so long as it depends on you, so do everything possible on your part to live in peace with everybody. This is the problem. This is the problem. It has become difficult for us to live in peace with men. Some of these people cry are husbands. It has become very difficult. And the thing is, when we go to church, we will do praises. This is the problem. 
some some of the people we are even having issues with that we can't even live in peace some of these people are husbands our neighbors we can't live in peace with them we can have serious issues with our brethren and they will go to church on Sunday and we'll be dancing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Meanwhile, we have issues. This is I'm, exactly. This is, this is hypocrisy. This is hypocrisy. Exactly what Paul was talking about. The good things I want to do, I can't do them. I don't know. A DMB, a DMB. So you know that a Sinam that is calling you that she wants to come and visit you. You know, like you know yourself, that when a Sinam comes, you will use a Sinam as Nam. You know, you know. But you still can't tell a Sinam not to come. I watched a short skit of somebody who made New Year resolution that this year sexual purity, sexual purity this year. <laughs> he said, This year I will burn for the Lord. Sexual purity. First January, he started praying. He was there when he had a knock on his door. He went to open, it was his neighbor. Neighbor said, I need matches. If a one neighbor entered, he was watching a man of God's message. So neighbor entered and he went to pick the matches. When he came back, neighbor was also seated quietly watching the man of God. Mm. Hey, neighbor was watching the message and she was quiet. The guy brought the matches. He said, neighbor, this is the matches. Hey, you neighbor, you're already seated. He said, me too, I'm enjoying the message. He sat close to neighbor. Neighbor started touching young man. Somebody who has made New Year resolution of sexual purity this year. Less than 15 minutes. Neighbor enjoyed the message and enjoyed him. I know that some of you listening to me, two people three weeks ago, something happened, but I won't talk about it. That's not my assignment. <laughs> there is a certain strength that can be given to you by the Holy Ghost. When Islam calls you, I want to visit you, that strength will Push you to say, Don't come. I don't want to see you. Are you getting my point? Now, you see, this is a difficult thing for men. Not all men, some men. About 85% of men, 
When women propose to them, they can't say no. About 85% of men, when women propose to them, they can't say no. Hey! They, I'm telling you, they can't say no. The person knows he's even married, a man of God, married man of God, though. This lady will be supporting in church. Then they said, Daddy, you know, I don't know, but the way I'm supporting, I just feel this thing, Daddy. You know, Daddy, like, I don't know, but you know, Daddy, you know that I love you, Daddy. You know, like, it's, I don't know whether it's, it's like a spiritual, Daddy, I don't know. Like, God told me, hey, God told what? daddy to say no 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 don't be talking like that please i'm a married man change the topic let's god bless you daddy will not say that instead of daddy to say don't 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 say that change the topic daddy will not say that oh daddy will rather be the oh oh you feel this towards me oh my daughter oh Hey, God bless you. Oh, by the time Daddy realizes, it has turned to another matter. Oh, merciful Lord, help us. In the name of the Lord Jesus. We live in a generation where even the men who stand against sin, people say they are hypocrites. You see the thing? And those who go and sin and come and say, I did it, they call those people honest and sincere. You see, what are we doing to ourselves? So even when somebody comes out to speak against sin, they say, people will be looking for a way to find out whether the person who is preaching against him has already has sinned before. Ah, they will use that against him. May the Lord help us. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Some of you, it is anger. Some of you, it is actually something, a certain last, a certain last, a certain last that is within you for women. For men, you don't you don't know. You want to some of you it is this this kind of lustful desire towards married men. Married men. You don't you just don't want to have any connection with young men who are now building life. You want married men. Some people married women. These are things that are troubling the lives of many people, and some of these people are Christians in church. In church. This is what the devil wants. He wants us to be enslaved by sin. 
such that when sin tells you that go and sleep with this one you can't control it again because you're already a slave to it Paul said there is it is a power that is at work but by the Holy Ghost that power will be dealt with you want to lift up your voice in prayer you are telling God my Lord and my God some of you it is your strange appetite for money strange and you don't see this as, a, as an issue You know you are in a relationship with somebody that is good. You will just go and connect to another person for his money. And you think you are okay? You see, young ladies in church, having about five people they are connected to, that they call them fiancés, taking money from this one, taking this from this one, taking this. And some of them will even date all manner of people. They will date a farmer because at least... You see, they know, and they know the guy that is working at the passport office. They know when it's time for them to get their passport. Three hours, then the passport as if it has been removed from the oven. Somebody told is dead. Just say, oh, beard you, oh, beard. Parliament House, when you will be Just a links, connections. Customs, when you will be Immigration office, when you will be You have a lot of people connected to you. Are you extension board? Or multi socket. Huh? And you see, people in church, you see, Ubu are showing me this. This is in a life. Hey, I entered the church and when God, when God opened my eyes about some sudden made man cack up and say, if you are till date, I've not been able to say it. Hey, things are happening in church. I entered into a church. Hey, Jesus Christ. The pastor that invited me was dating two girls in the choir. And there was an old man who was an elder. I highly respected. When God showed me, hey, I said, Jesus is Lord. Papa Penimou, over 55 years, dating a small girl in the church. This girl too is just going clubbing and she's in the church. On her secretary. Saturday night, she'll be at the club. 5 a.m. Sunday morning, she'll be in the house. She'll wash down and come to church. They 
visiting an elder in the church. In fact, the wife of this elder was even sick in the house. When I, I went to the church, she was not there. It was God that told me that the wife of this man is sick. For healing. In church. And this man would take microphone. Amen. I don't like this kind of life. Lord, if this is in me, change me, change me, change me, oh God. Change me. This is not the life. Just who cranked on? I'm telling you, who cranked in Ponton? When you are there, it looks like somebody's after you. You see, you can't even be free in your mind. And sometimes, because of the things we have done, Moses, breakthrough, breakthrough. You think it, it will leave your hands because now you have a man that wants to marry you. You are afraid. You are afraid. That what you did to somebody, it might happen to you too. The only thing you need is that God help me, change me, change me, help me renew my mind, oh Lord. That which is controlling my feelings, that which is controlling my appetite, oh Lord, break it for me. Let me be set free by your spirit in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Want to, we are just lifting only one prayer. The first dimension of it is that the Lord should break that weakness that is destroying your destiny from you. That kind of life that is not worthy of emulation. That kind of life that does not reveal the character of God. Oh God, as we pray, you are the only one who can help us. We have tried several times to come out of these things, but we still found ourselves in them. Oh Lord, help me. I open my heart unto you. I avail myself unto you. Spirit of the living God, help me. Help me overcome these things in the name of the Lord Jesus. And the last part is that, Lord, I receive your empowerment to make right decisions in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. I will not decide because of money. I will not just go for things because of what I need. But I will decide on whatever you say. Help me, empower me by your spirit to choose what you have chosen for me. Empower me by your spirit to Go in the way you have prescribed for me in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. If the relationship I am in is wrong, I won't stay because of money. Oh Lord, set me free from it in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. In that journey I want to undertake is against your will. Oh Lord, regardless of what I would gain physically, I can't sell my soul for 
of physical things deliver my soul from distraction in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus this is your prayer oh God deliver my soul in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus deliver my soul break me from that weakness any lifestyle in me that is fighting against your will for my life as I pray oh God help me help me help me by your spirit help me by your spirit help me in the name of the Lord Jesus lift up your voice and begin to pray help of God locate my destiny help of God locate my destiny help of God Locate my destiny in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Help of God. Locate my destiny. Lift your voice. Oh, we call him wind. Oh, Father, the good things I want to do, I cannot do them. But the wrong things I do not want to do, they are the same things I keep doing. Oh, Lord, I love the law of God with all my heart. But there is another law that is at work in me. That is trying to make me a slave to sin. Therefore, we know that the law of the spirit of life sets us free from the law of sin and death. Our law of the spirit of life be activated in my destiny. Help me, Holy Ghost. Help me, Holy Ghost. Help me, Holy Ghost. Help me, Holy Ghost. Somebody lift up your voice. Hey, if you feel like shedding tears, if you feel like crying to the Lord, cry unto Him. Show us mercy. Help us, O Holy Ghost. Help us to forgive those who have wronged us. For how long will we carry this unforgiveness in our heart? It will later destroy our destinies. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Shelagaman. Ayabele Kobay. Apalakumet Sombek. Ipalakata. Iapele Kateba. People of God, without His help, we will fail. Without His help, we will fail. Help me, Holy Ghost. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. We are in the school of the Spirit. Teach us all the Spirit. Teach us all the Spirit. It's a little this anger that is destroying our lives help us holy ghost help us holy ghost help us holy ghost 
Shela, now you are praying empower me it's a little to walk on the path of righteousness empower me to live right empower me to walk in holiness empower me to make right decisions according to your will whenever the world is leading me outside the path of righteousness oh holy ghost empower me bring me back on the right path in the name of Jesus oh holy ghost empower me I receive your empowerment to speak the way you speak I receive your empowerment to walk the way you walk I receive your empowerment to choose what you choose ah, never again will the world dictate for me never again will my emotions teach me what to say oh holy ghost teach me what to say when I am angry teach me what to say teach me how to tame my tongue that I will not destroy my destiny by what I say help me Holy Spirit 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 Shamanama, I copelemata, I palataya, I palacapa, thank you, Lord. Show me the way, show me the way, show me the way. I cannot push away all my helpers because of my anger. I cannot push away all the good opportunities because of unforgiveness. Help me, Holy Spirit. Help me, Holy Spirit. Help me. Holy Spirit, help me, Holy Spirit, in Jesus' precious mighty name. Holy Spirit, you are welcome. Thank you, Lord. Fill this temple with your presence. Let it be a prayer from the depth of your heart. Holy Spirit, thank you, Jesus. You are welcome. Fill this temple with your presence. We wait on you, Lord. We wait on you. We wait.
From the depth of your heart. Empower me, Holy Ghost. Holy Spirit, you are welcome. Fill this temple with your presence. We wait on you. Lord, we wait on you. We wait. Thank you, Jesus. I see a dove right now. The Lord is releasing his empowerment on his people. There is a certain strength from the Lord that is coming upon you. An empowerment from the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. You're the helper, the one you've helped has come to worship you. The one you've held has come to worship you. Call him the lifter. lifter. Hallelujah. The lifter up of my head. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. Oh, sweet Holy Spirit, we give you praise. Thank you for breaking that iniquity. Thank you for taking away that stony heart. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your empowerment. Thank you, Holy Spirit. The Lord strong and mighty the Lord mighty in battle, Amen. You are this King of glory, the Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle, Amen. For thine is the
Hallelujah. The Lord bless you and keep all of you strong. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. I pray for the empowerment of the Spirit to be upon you. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Bold James, I want to pray for you. The Lord is about to open the heavens over your life. I saw a beautiful door of a glorious marriage that the Lord has opened unto you. The Lord said, get ready. I'm about to show you my favor and my mercy. And the Lord says that get ready for there is going to be a lifting in your finance. I saw all of a sudden you were shipping cars. You were shipping cars. And you were shipping cars to Ghana and you were selling them. The gracious Lord is going to open the heavens above you. He will bless your hands with great wealth. And the Lord says that get ready. I see another eight acres of land that you are buying eight acres of land you are buying and the Lord is going to empower you to even accomplish that estate project and his grace will be strong upon you. I pray that the heavens will open and that whoever is around you that is trying to stop what God is about to do may God expose the person and may the Lord use you to wipe the tears of many people May the Lord use you to lift many people. Because of you, many people will feed themselves. People will get to higher heights in life because of you. I pray that that grace will be strong upon your life. And I release the covering of the Lord over your destiny. You will not die before your time. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, may the preservation of the Lord be upon you. You will live long. You will see your great-great-grandchildren in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. And I'm praying for your mother. Any assignment of the enemy that will be against your mother's life, we abort it in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. May the covering of the Lord be upon her in Jesus' precious mighty name. I call her down. I call her down. Mrs. Nanajwa, I'm praying for you. On this special day of your life, I enforce every blessing that God has for you in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. I'm seeing a brand new car right now in a vision. I'm seeing a brand new car. And I saw that the angel of the Lord opened the door of the car.
I saw a brand new car and I saw that the angel of the Lord opened the door of the car and I saw when the door was opened I saw a passport that was in the car lying on one of the seats the Spirit of the Lord is ministering to me to tell you to get ready there is going to be an empowerment that God will release even on your life and the Lord is telling me to tell you you are going to be a global representative even of this nation Ghana one day because I see you standing in the midst of plenty people and you are speaking for Ghana in a different country I pray that the grace of God will be strong on your life in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus that which the Lord has started you will see the accomplishment of it in Jesus precious mighty name I call it down I call it down In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Ah. The Lord said I should tell you that his favor has come upon you. I don't know, but all of a sudden, I saw that. All of a sudden, I saw something that was covering your face was removed by a certain hand. And the moment that hand removed the thing, I heard a voice in the spirit realm that the Lord says that the disappointments are over. The disappointments are over. And all of a sudden, I saw in the spirit realm that eight cars had lined up. And whilst I was looking at the cars that were in a convoy, the angel of the Lord told me that this is the marriage ceremony, even of my daughter. The Lord is speaking to me to tell you that the glorious marriage that he got has purpose for your life is about to be made manifest. I'm telling you, it won't be long. You will come back here with a great testimony, even concerning your marriage. And I saw even after the marriage, two cars were given to you. May the gracious Lord fulfill whatever he has said concerning your life in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. I call it done. I call it done. I call it done. There's somebody I'm seeing. The name is Sandy. Sandy, I want to pray for you. The spirit of the Lord is ministering to me to tell you that any spirit that has been tormenting your life is leaving you alone today in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Because all of a sudden, the angel of the Lord took me to a place. And when I got to the place, I saw in the realm of the spirit. I don't know why I looked and I saw like the uniform of nurses. I saw over 18 of them. And I saw that somebody was pouring something like petrol on them. And the person all of a sudden sparked fire and I saw that it began to burn and I'm asking the angel of the Lord what am I seeing and the angel began to speak to me and he told me that in your life you wanted to become a nurse but I saw that somebody that is in the family decided they would never allow you to get to that point that God had ordained for you and the spirit of the Lord is ministering to me that even that is how they were able to disturb that plan that God 
heart even for you. But the Lord is ministering to me that that same person is trying to torment your life, especially in the area of your dreams. Because I looked and I saw in the spirit realm that I have entered into a certain state of dream. And in the dream, I'm seeing that somebody is trying to force you to sleep with you. And the spirit of the Lord is ministering to me. This thing has been happening for some time now. But the Lord said I should pray and disconnect you even from that evil attack of the enemy. The Lord said they are doing these things because of the marital glory that the Lord has bestowed on your life. But today I stand in the grace of God and I speak over your destiny. Every assignment of the enemy against your marital life, let it be broken in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Be free from that attack of the enemy in Jesus' precious mighty name. I call it down. Rebecca Udrua, I'm praying for you. The Spirit of the Lord is ministering to me to tell you. I don't know, but I looked and I saw in the realm of the Spirit. I have been carried to a place where I saw you having a phone call with somebody. And the only thing I could hear you say is that, yes, we have passed, but we are just waiting for the postings. That is what I heard you saying. And the angel of the Lord ministered to me. I didn't understand what was going on. But the Spirit of the Lord ministered to me to tell you that get ready. Wherever God has ordained for you to be, nothing can shift your placement in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. For for the Lord is ministering to me. Anything that will try to displace you from the original position that the Lord has ordained for you in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Let that thing be broken in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. You will do well. And whatever the Lord has purpose for your life will surely come to pass in Jesus' precious mighty name. Miriam or saying, the spirit of the Lord is ministering to me to pray for you. I see a glorious marital door that God is about to release. I don't know why I am on a journey with the angel of the Lord. I saw that we have entered into the Ashanti region of Ghana. I saw us moving around Swami Runabout. I saw that we moved even on Swami Macro Road. And I saw in the spirit realm, the angel of the Lord even led me. I saw I was moving even around that place and the angel of the Lord told me that as I've shown you what is about to happen here, let me also show you something. All of a sudden I was carried from that place and I saw I was moving on the road of Sopholine. I am standing at a place they call Quadason and the angel of the Lord is ministering to me because when I go to the place, I have been led by the angel of the Lord to a place that looks like a school and the angel told me this is the place that you wanted to be it is like a nursing school you wanted to go to that place but i saw that there, there were a whole lot of attacks that came even against you and the spirit of the lord is ministering to me because i'm looking at you and i saw that they placed on you even the garment of nurses the lord is ministering to me to tell you every assignment of the enemy that will be against the destiny that the lord has set for you say the spirit of the Lord as you stand in his grace and destroy that evil attack in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus I open that door to your glorious marriage and I declare whatever the Lord has started let it be made manifest in Jesus precious mighty name I call it down I call it down hallelujah God bless you our time is up we just have three minutes the Lord bless you and keep all of you strong. 
in Jesus precious mighty name amen please this evening we are going to be exactly 7 p.m. for prophetic training so make sure you join us join us with your Bible join us with your notepads and come and write hallelujah the Lord is going to help us and grant us divine grace in Jesus precious mighty name amen the Lord bless you and favor you all greatly in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Amen. If you feel led by the Spirit of God to release any seed, the number is 0240312551. 0240312551. A typical American will say zero two four zero. Tele Y two Faf Faf Y. Zero two four zero. Tele Y two. God bless you and keep all of you strong in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Amen, amen, amen. Please don't forget that exactly 7 p.m. Holy Ghost time, we are all meeting even for prophetic training. And also, the Lord says that I should tell you all that before this week ends, that thing that is manifesting in your life, that is against the path of righteousness. The God we serve will deliver you from that in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. God bless you and empower you all. We shall meet at exactly 7 p.m. Holy Ghost time. The Lord bless you all. Shalom. Bye-bye. Please, we have just about nine days for the month to end. But I checked the port points and it's very, very low. We are nowhere close 10,000. Hey, we need 22,000. So please, let's make it quick. I beg all of us so that we can have our silver badge for a lot of people to join um, the next month we are about to enter into. God bless you. Keep sending your port points. The Lord bless you all. Shalom. Bye-bye.
Jesus Christ. 